Greetings, greetings, and welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place, Right Crime. I am your host, Frank Zafiro, and this is an open and shut episode with Cynthia Kuhn. Now, I met Cynthia at the uh, Left Early Coast Crime uh, conference there, uh, the canceled conference after a day, uh, Left Coast Crime in San Diego, March of 2020. Uh, We were on a panel together, um, and she was pretty funny and informative on that panel, and I knew I wanted to get her on the show. So it took a while, but uh, uh, things finally lined up, and we were able to talk, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Cynthia is a professor, and she writes academic mysteries. So no big shock there, uh, but she's pretty funny and and has some interesting insights, and I think you'll enjoy the interview I had with her. And if you don't, that's cool, because I enjoyed it, so it was worth it either way. <laughs> Uh, But before we get to Cynthia, I do want to remind you that Wrong Place or Right Crime is proudly sponsored by Down and Out Books. Down and Out Books is a mid-sized publisher of crime fiction, most of it at the darker and grittier end of the spectrum. If you like that kind of stuff, you can find out more at their website, downandoutbooks.com. That's downandoutbooks, all spelled out, dot com. Down and Out Books, take the journey with us. All right. Well, uh, let's let's go. Cynthia is going to take us to school on academic mysteries. Well, hey, Cynthia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So this is not the first time we've met, actually. Uh, we were on a panel together down at the Brief Coast Crime in San <laughs> Diego uh, last year, March of 2020, that one day uh, canceled conference. That's correct. The one day spectacular. I think uh, my buddy Colin Conway was the uh, moderator for that. And um, you and uh, who else was on that? I think Michael Poole was on that and Julie Julie. Holmes. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's it. Yeah, it was a good it was a good uh, panel. I thought a real good audience. They really participated uh, and asked great questions. It was wonderful. Yeah. Well, I knew uh, when I met you there and talked to you and then saw you perform at the panel and learned more about you that you'd be a great fit for the show. So it's been a while to get you on, uh, but I'm glad we did it. Now, you have written uh, this uh, series of academic mysteries featuring Lila McLean. And before we get into what those are, um, I guess we should point out that uh, that doesn't stray too far afield from your day job. (laughs) No, it does not. I, I am a professor of English at Metropolitan State University of Denver. So I have a little uh, background knowledge. And you teach literature, writing, and film, according yes. to your bio. Uh, so do you teach a, a specific emphasis? Do you teach survey classes? Where do you, uh, what, what kind of courses do you generally teach? I teach everything from the introductory courses to the senior level courses. Oh. So they're all very different. And I absolutely do teach surveys of literature. uh, And I have taught the film survey as well. um, And then introduction to creative writing, then specialty classes like American Gothic literature. I teach a course on The Handmaid's Tale. It's just kind of all over the place. (laughs) That'd be a fun course. That'd be a cool course. Now, when you teach, uh, just a quick aside, when you teach The Handmaid's Tale, um, do you teach strictly the... um, the novel or or does the the, the series come up? Uh, it's a film and media studies course. So we oh. do the series. And then I also have them read the novel because I think it's it's an important uh, and amazing read. Yeah, it's such an it's one of those shows that is so uh, in, uh, intense in so many different ways, both 
like, uh, you know, it's intellectually intense, it's visceral at times, uh, the human emotions are just so much on display. It's, uh, uh, well, it's enough for us to subscribe to Hulu for a period of time each year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is so powerful and agree. It, it is something that I, I really think everyone should see. And um, one of the things that we we all, the students and I felt when we were talking about the series was how incredibly relevant all of the themes and, and topics of discussion are today. So it's, 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 it's almost scary <laughs> to really dive yeah. in deep for 15 weeks. Um, but I think it, it, but it was a good experience and, and um, yeah, I would do it again. <laughs> and I, um, I also teach a mystery class, which I probably should have said. Uh, it's basically the history of the mystery. We start with, um, oh, cool. with Edgar Allan Poe and, and his, some of his, predecessors who are, well, let's say people who are leading up to him. And we go all the way through the uh, contemporary times. So we try to touch on different genres, different important authors. Uh, and it is one of my favorite classes to teach. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. So you get into, you know, the cozies, the hard boiled, the procedurals, yep. all of that. Yes. That's awesome. And we do, we watch films as well. So it's, it's both uh, novels and films. We don't have time to do short stories in that particular Oh, wait, we do too. Yes, we do. Because we start with Poe and we do some other mm -hmm. ones as well. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's, it's, it's a smorgasbord of mystery wonderfulness. And uh, I just, I wish I could teach it every semester. That's awesome. I mean, those are some great courses. And I guess, you know, all of them are interesting uh, to me anyway. And certainly I'm sure they are to you too. And, and teaching a mystery course while you're also a mystery author uh, mm -hmm. has to have a certain, um, well, there's a double-edged sword there, isn't there? Yes. And I do not teach my own book. Let's let's be really clear about that. Uh, well, you're about the only college professor I've ever heard of that doesn't make the students buy their <laughs> book. <laughs> no, it just didn't seem it just didn't seem right to me uh, personally. So no, we, they but they do um, ask about it. So that that's interesting and always fun to talk about. But I really try to keep the focus on the curriculum. <laughs> yeah, I I think if I was teaching that course, I, I'm probably not qualified to teach it, uh, almost certainly not qualified to teach it. But if I were teaching it, I think my biggest fear would be like people bringing up a copy of the book and here, you know, here's a typo or this is an underdeveloped <laughs> character professor, you know, and <laughs> just little smart asses making life miserable. <laughs> That's okay. All feedback welcome. That is okay if it did happen. Uh, one more quick question, though, before we get into your books. I noticed that you are a native of New York State, but you are living in Colorado where you teach now. Did, was it just, you know, job opportunity brought you there? School, family? Uh, how'd you end up in Colorado? Uh, my husband's job, he was a sales manager for a furniture company, and they offered him a promotion to be district manager in Colorado. And so we thought, oh, yeah, let's, that'll be fun. <laughs> we'll go out there for a couple of years and then come back. And we, that was in 1991. Oh we've never, we've never left. <laughs> and you're in Denver or near Denver? Um, we came out to Denver. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he, he did that for a couple of years and then he went back to school and got his teaching degree. And now he teaches high school physics and chemistry. Oh, wow. Well, two sides of the brain there in the same household, it looks, sounds like. <laughs> yes. They say opposites yeah. attract, right? That's, yeah. that's a thing. So you're in Denver. Um, so in order for me to cover the spread here, uh, I have to ask you if you're a hockey fan. <laughs> Avalanches. Yes. I mean, Avalanche, not Avalanches. Yes. Yes. Are you a hockey fan? Uh, yes. I'm a huge hockey fan. And, and I actually like the Avs quite a bit. Um, I'm a Flyers fan, but um, there are always a few uh, Western Conference teams that I 
I like and some that I hate, but the Avs are on the plus side for me. And uh, boy, they're sure looking good this year. You could have a could be having a nice summer where that's concerned. Pretty exciting. We support all the all the Colorado teams. I mean, Rockies and the Broncos and the Nuggets. I mean, everybody. Um, some of the colleges nearby as well. So go everybody. Well, um, and so I want to get into your books here, your Lila McLean Academic Mysteries, which are exactly as they sound. They're academic mysteries. Where are they set? Are they set in the Denver area? They are set in Stonedale, Colorado, which is imaginary. Um, I imagine it as being about an hour south of Denver uh, in the foothills. And it is a college town that I wholly made up from nothing. And how about Lila? What does she teach? She teaches American literature and Gothic, which happen to be two things that I also teach, <laughs> since I thought it would be good to have her know things that I already knew. Write what you know. You write what you know. Exactly right. And so when you say academic mysteries, I mean, that's uh, you know not a term that gets thrown around a lot. Uh, how, would you, how would you explain that to somebody who cocks you uh, an eyebrow and says, hmm, what's that? <laughs> that has happened, actually. So I will tell you. Um, an academic mystery is set either on a campus, a college campus, or some kind of school. It could be a boarding school or a, uh, a non-residential school. The protagonist typically is a professor or a dean or someone who works at the school. It could be a student as well. Um, and they, they work like cozies in the, in the sense that they are in a small community. Uh, they oftentimes will have a um, sort of happy ending, or at least justice is served, I should say. And so the 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 college or school community sort of stands in for the small town mm. in an academic mystery. And oftentimes the subject matter will focus on something academic as well, but not always. So the motive for murder might be that somebody stole someone else's doctorate research or something like that. Sure. That's a great idea. Yes. So there's five of these Lila McLean academic mysteries. Um, the first one, by the way, has a very clever title, The Semester of Our Discontent. Uh, Thank you. It's pretty awesome. The other ones are great too, but that's the winner. Uh, uh, that's the gold medal in my book. <laughs> um, so where would you put these? You said that, that they have kind of a cozy feel to them in terms of the small community and uh, uh, ostensibly happy ending. Uh, is that where they fall for you on the sex violence and profanity scale as well? Absolutely. Yes. So five Lila McLean mysteries. Has Lila changed over the course of these five books for you? Because that's you know several years of your, of writing and 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 I don't know how much time passed uh, in world uh, has she undergone <laughs> significant changes or or how would you what would you say about that? I do think that she's changed and that was part of the part of the idea in the first place was that she would come in as a new professor and that the series would track sort of her years as a pre tenured professor. Um, the last book, which would have been the sixth book. Um, was going to be her her bid for tenure to to see you know that sort of close that arc, um, but in in any case, yes. Yeah, so she came in and I one of her one of the issues that she has dealt with is not really having had a sense of home. Her mother's a famous artist. While Lila was growing up, they traveled all over the country to accommodate her mother's various uh, teaching jobs or art colony stays or whatever it is that she was doing. Uh, so she never really felt like she had a, a, a place to call home. Um, she very much wants that. And so going to Stonedale is her 
dream in some ways of finding a community where she will be there for a long time. And at the same time, she's very nervous. She feels she's kind of a fish out of water. It's a small private school. She's had this sort of um, bohemian upbringing. Her mother's very open and, and larger than life. And she's the most fun character to write, by the way, her mother, her name is Violet O. And she's just, she's just so much fun. She's such a big personality. Uh, so anyway, Lila had to come through sort of her process of finding, finding out whether she belongs somewhere for the long term and, and if they'll have her. And she also doesn't feel as though she really understands the unspoken codes of this community. So mm. she does make a lot of mistakes, um, whether <laughs> just by not knowing uh, what it is that other people already know. Yeah. Finding out what the rules are when you move into a new group is always, it's always a struggle. It's always, it's a big fear for people when they're new to a group. You know, I, I know what the rules were, where I came from. What are the rules here? Right. Right. And she's, she's someone who tends to blurt things out. So it does create some humorous <laughs> moments where <laughs> she kind of crosses a line and, and doesn't realize that she has just done that. But by the end of the, the fifth book, I think that she really feels as though she has found her people, she has found her place, and she really desperately wants to stay there. So I think that's something. She also has has more confidence. And that was intentional, having her be sort of uncertain in the beginning in a lot of different levels. And by the end, she's sort of grown into herself as a professor and as a writer, even she's begun to write a novel. So there's a lot of ways in which she's really going after what she wants. And I may go forward uh, with the sixth one, but I'm, I just don't know at this time. I'm, I've turned to the other series until I sort it out. Well, that's a uh, very skilled segue to that other series, the Starlit <laughs> Bookshop Mystery Series, uh, the first of which, How to Book a Murder, will come out on December 7th, a day which will live in infamy <laughs> um, in 2021. What, uh, that's a cool title, by the way, as well, kind of a nice play on words. Um, what is this uh, series about? Well, thank you. And I didn't even realize that it was December 7th, the day that will live in infamy. So, okay, I'm going to take that in now. Um, it is about a recent PhD. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Still had a little <laughs> academic mystery flavor. Uh, it's, a re it's about a recent PhD who goes home to help her family. Uh, her family owns a bookstore and it's kind of, it's an independent bookstore. It's kind of struggling. And she decides that one way to pump things up is to increase the special events that they're doing. And so she kind of takes that on for them. And in doing so, the first thing that that uh, she does is is go to host a murder mystery party. It's the first event. And unfortunately, it turns murderous. So on top of everything else, she becomes an amateur sleuth as well. Uh, and, and it's set also in a small town in Colorado, although this is a different town. And it is a, an artistic, a very artistic town where people come to buy all sorts of uh, handmade crafts and artistic uh, pieces. It's also home to a college. And um, her aunt, with whom she lives, uh, is a college professor and very famous mystery writer. And so there are some of the elements that I love to put into books also <laughs> in the new series. Uh, so it's an independent bookstore. Is it um, a general bookstore or is it does it focus on mystery? It is a general bookstore. 
Um, but there are a lot of mystery fans around, so they will have a great stock of mystery books. That'd be a pretty cool thing if you did own a mystery bookstore and yes. happened to have somebody, or just even any bookstore, but you happen to have a real famous author as part of the family, as part of the ownership group. To me, that would be an edge that could keep you from going under during tough times, you know, like right. the ones we're in now. Well, she has been paying the mortgage for a long time, so she's she's helping them keep afloat. That's, that's true. What's our heroine's name in this uh, book? <laughs> Her name is Emma Stars. Uh, the Stars family owns Starlet Bookshop. That's that's the connection there. And she has a sister um, who named Lucy, who is the manager of the bookstore. She's really the one who, uh, inha- they both inherited it from their parents who are not in town. And Lucy really runs it, but Emma goes back to help her. And are they the, are the town they're in? Is that made up as well? <laughs> yes. Okay. It is also made up. It is, is called Silvercrest. Silvercrest is it like veil in disguise or something else in disguise? Or <laughs> no, it's you know it's really probably more like um, like in the location where Golden or Morrison, Colorado are, uh, which is where Red Rocks Amphitheater is. You may mm-hmm. be familiar oh, with yeah. that. Yeah, I saw um, the Stevie Nicks concert there on, not live, but saw a video of it when I was. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the YouTube video? That's the first time I ever saw Red Rocks was when I was growing oh, yeah. up. Yeah. That YouTube video on MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just as beautiful as it looks in that video. Yeah, so it, it's more, it's, it will be smaller than Vale, I think. Uh, just a, a sort of kind of a kitschy it? sort of yeah. town, sort of a, a sleepy artistic town. Yes, absolutely. Um, there is such a collection of artists that, that live there though, that they do a very brisk business um, with the metropolitan Denver area because mm-hmm. they have just one of a kind items and all sorts of festivals and things like that, that really draw people in. So people make a day trip out of it. We're going to go down to Silvercrest and, get a painting or buy some books or whatever exactly it yeah that's a cool setup there's, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of estes park flavor in there too because estes park has a long row of really wonderful shops um and behind that row is a is a river <laughs> kind of like the one that i depicted in the book as well so it's kind of a combination of inspirations for that town well and you give yourself some place to go because all that outside traffic you know, provides a lot of witnesses and victims and, and killers and so forth. So, yeah, um, right. Is this so? This is a murder mystery. Is it? Do uh, you see it as the first of a series? Um, it is the first of a series. the the uh, The contract is for two books. Uh, so right now with Crooked Lane, and um, and as I said, the first one will be coming out in December, and I imagine the second will be out the following year. Uh, all of them murder mysteries or different crimes. Murder mysteries in the first two. I've already written the second one, mm-hmm. so it is is more murders. Can you share the title, or is it still a secret? Um, the title. Oh, the title of the second one is still in progress. Ah, that's a terrible thank title. You need to change it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'll work on that, Frank. <laughs> still in progress. I don't know. I mean, it, it might be a good coming of age novel title. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. So when I imagined the series, I came up with a whole bunch of titles that all had the word stars in the title. They were sort of plays and on puns that had stars. 
And um, and when I signed the contract, the first thing that happened was they changed the title or they asked me to change the title of the first book. So now the second book doesn't make any sense. Oh, <laughs> so so you got to yeah, change the change them for branding purposes. That's right. Yeah, I see. Uh, well, this is the Starlet Bookshop Mystery Series. The first one, How to Book a Murder, will be out in December of this year. Uh, the author is Cynthia Kuhn, who also has five Lila McLean academic mysteries, uh, the first of which is The Semester of Our Discontent. I can't get over how much I love that title. Uh, <laughs> Cynthia, I want to tell you thanks a lot for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Okay, folks, there you go. Cynthia Kuhn. Uh, I told you she was funny and interesting, and I'm excited to, to try out her books. Now, our next episode is the season finale, and I'm not going to tell you who's on it. You may or may not have heard of my guest or guests, but it's some interesting stuff that uh, is a little different than uh, the usual show, which seems fitting for the season finale. Uh, so you want to tune in and check that out. That's next week on Wrong Place, Right Crime, the season four finale. Uh, Frank Zaffiro news for you. Uh, don't forget the uh, anthology, The Eviction of Hope, uh, that I have a story in that has been out now um, for a few weeks. Uh, Colin Conway put that together and just recruited a killer, killer cast of, of uh, crime writers. And I was very fortunate to be part of it. Uh, likewise, my newest book with Lawrence Kelter, No Dibs on Murder, is out there. Uh, it is a, a dark comedy slash mystery um, and a little, little bit of humor for everyone, whether you like slapstick, uh, highbrow, lowbrow, wordplay, uh, innuendo, you name it, it's in there. Uh, and that is available now. No dibs on murder. But if you're looking for a deal right now, well, this week, uh, my Bricks and Cam Jobs series that I wrote with Eric Beatner who has been a guest on this show, is is discounted heavily. The first book, The Backlist, is free. The shortlist and the getaway list are both 99 cents. Uh, you better hurry on the backlist. It's only free through the 10th, uh, but the 99 cent deals are good through the 12th of June. Uh, if you miss those deals, don't fret. Uh, they go on sale fairly often, as does the box set containing all three. But you know they're a good deal, even at full price, uh, $4.99 a book, uh, $9.99 for the box set containing all three. You can find out more about this or any of my work at uh, my website, frankazaffero.com. I want to say thanks to Cynthia for coming on the show and for being a delightful guest. Down Out Books for continuing to sponsor the show. And most of all, to you, the listener, for being here, for listening to what these authors have to say. If Cynthia's work sounds interesting to you, if you want to find out what academic mysteries are like, uh, give her books a try. And uh, meanwhile, we will see you here next week with the season four finale. Until then, this is Frank Zaffaro reminding you that sometimes you got to be in the wrong place to write crime.